Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Josh. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to come to the True White Church. Uh, so interesting to see Pastor Josh and his mom after so many years. And uh, uh, it was our 10th anniversary of our church, Bishop Johnson. Uh, with his team, he was there at the time, and uh, I remember Pastor Josh preaching. I was very young, yeah. <laughs> maybe the youngest uh, missionary preacher who preached for us at that time. And uh, now my son, uh, you must have seen him very young. Now he is uh, my associate pastor. In the church, Pastor John. Pastor John is also a pastor. And I have a daughter uh, who is married and has a, uh, a son. They and my daughter, my son, he also has a son. So all of us are serving the Lord. We are so glad that um, the Lord has, I, I'm so glad that the Lord has uh, saved my entire family and uh, all of us are in the ministry. And um, uh, my wife, she works with uh, uh, women, she works with the uh, widows. Um, right now we have a, a new um, ministry recently we started for the HIV AIDS. Uh, kids who are infected with HIV AIDS, like teenage boys, five, six, seven, eight years old. And uh, there, there are about 50 of them. Recently, that is uh, four or five months back, uh, we found them and we started supporting them also. So there are so many things going on and uh, I really enjoyed the worship this morning. So wonderful, took uh, the presence of the Lord. I've been traveling to some places and uh, uh, as the pastor saying this morning, Bishop Johnson, uh, who was also my spiritual father and he helped me a lot. He uh, helped me to establish the church and every time he was in India, he used to visit us, encourage us, strengthen us and counsel us and um, he was like a spiritual father to me also. So uh, he used to bring so many young people like this. I think you are, you are, most of you know that. He used to encourage so many people and I was the one of them who was always being encouraged by him. Um, in short notice, Pastor Josh, actually, uh, I didn't expect, so, because I'm just, uh, this coming Friday, I'm leaving back to India. So, this Sunday, I'm not preaching anyway, so I just put a message to Pastor Josh, and then I know, uh, since I know that this is God's plan, that I should be here today. This is not by an accident I am here. I know that, whether you, how many of you agree with me or not, I don't know, but I believe that. It is God's will that I should be here. I drove from Martinsville, Virginia this morning for, for two hours or so. So this is, uh, I am driving here. Uh, it's not, uh, I'm not too good at driving here, but uh, I thought of being here by 10 o'clock. I could make it because uh, um, all the, uh, I mean the uh, 
the system is totally changed here. We, 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 the driving seat is on the other side of the car. So all the rules are different in India and here. So uh, sometimes it brings me confusion in some places, you know. So anyway, anyway, I'm here this morning. So uh, there are many things to add to my story. Uh, one more important thing is that uh, the Lord has given me privilege to uh, translate or interpret so to so many missionaries who, who, who come from different places to uh, India. Like uh, some of them are very, uh, very famous here and some big preachers like uh, Franklin Graham. Uh, when Franklin Graham came to India, I was his interpreter. And then uh, Pastor Young David Paul Yangicho from Seoul, Korea. When he came, we had 400,000 people in the festival. I have a small uh, hall over here, you can see those pictures. When he came to India, I, back in 88, 89, uh, when I went to Singapore for the World Pentecostal Conference, uh, I just wanted to uh, shake hands with him, with Pastor uh, Yangicho. And the security people just pushed me and said, you can't, no, for security reasons, you can't uh, uh, go closer to him. And uh, in 2012, I had the opportunity to stand beside him and translate to 400,000 people in Hyderabad, India. And like that, the Lord has given me a privilege to translate to so many people who, who, who come to India. Uh, even the Holy Field, the boxer, when he, he came to Hyderabad, I was his translator. <laughs> yeah, we tried to do something there. <laughs> so, and, uh, um, um, so through that, through the interpretation ministry also, I had to, I, because of that, I could, um, uh, meet so many people and that is a real blessing in my ministry. The Lord has saved me when I was 18 years old and uh, at the age of 22 I started pastoring the church. Uh, I was the associate pastor somewhere else and then I, I started the church in, in Hyderabad. So that is how the Lord has been bringing us as a family and as a ministry and now we have about, uh, in my church, uh, there is about 900 people we worship. We have two, two services in the morning. So, and we have a Telugu service, two Telugu services, Telugu is our language, Telugu services, and one English service, and another Hindi service, which is uh, uh, our national language, Indian national language is called Hindi. And, um, my daughter-in-law, who is very good in speaking six languages, so she she preaches in a Hindi uh, service, and me and my son we preach in a English service, and sometimes my wife also preaches in Telugu service. So that is how the family uh, ministry is uh, going on. I'm so happy that we have a very faithful elders and deacons in the church who do a genuine ministry, I mean a, a very committed ministry in the church. And right now in India, uh, we are facing a lot of problems uh, than ever before. 
because there's much opposition now to the gospel, to the churches. So too much of attacking the churches, pastors, even killing some pastors. Recently, one of my students, he was my student in Bible college, and pastor, uh, he has small, two small kids, and um, he was brutally killed by some unknown people. Uh, he, he, he received a phone call, someone is asking for a prayer, uh, pastor would you come down to our house to pray. And this man, he was having his dinner, and uh, he left the uh, dinner at the table and took his Bible and went to pray. And that night he did not return, and the second day he did not return. And uh, the wife uh, gave a complaint to the police, and the third day uh, they found his dead body. And somebody made a trick and made a plan to kill him. And the last two years back on the Christmas day, uh, one of the other pastors I know in Hyderabad, he was brutally, he was, uh, uh, he was killed on the Christmas day. So time to time we hear so many uh, reports like that. Uh, they are targeting pastors, uh, they are targeting uh, the church heads, I mean like uh, organization heads. So, but right now, because the, the Prime Minister of India is an orthodox Hindu who is trying to promote Hinduism and who is trying to make India as a Hindu nation, totally Hindu nation. He doesn't want any Christians in India. So he is, uh, uh, what they are doing is, they are scaring us, you know, they are threatening us. Um, uh, once upon a time, they used to disturb the meetings when we have meetings outside. They used to disturb when, when, when Franklin Graham had, when we had the crusade, uh, there was a big, big problem. People said, Franklin Graham cannot come to India. And they made a big procession, they filed a case against him. And they did so many things. And uh, in the recent years, uh, they started coming into churches and dragging people outside and even beating them up and they, were, they used to do like that. But right now, I, I, I have some of the reports, even when Christian families they are getting together, praying in the houses, even some people are getting into the house and dragging them out and beating them up. So this is what is happening. Why I take time to say all these things? I want to really pray about this. The situation is too bad. We never expected this. Some few years back, I mean, just 10 years back, it was not like this, and we never expected this situation. You know, situation is too bad. Many pastors are really, uh, you know, fearful. Little bit fearful to have any meeting outside, to go out and preach and do outside. Once we used to go out in the streets, everywhere, very freely, distributed Christian tracts and the Bibles and the whole thing. But now we are not able to do that anymore. If anyone has tried to do something like that, you know, we have to really uh, take the risk. We will be willing to take the risk, you know. This November 30th is coming November 30th and December 1st. Two days, I am having a, a, a crusade, two days, where 
expecting 15 to 20,000 people. You know, with a big planning, inviting so many political leaders, the Hindu leaders and Muslim leaders, and uh, we are trying to do it in a big scale, uh, but with the risk, you know. Uh, so I need your praise. I need your praise. If this particular crusade we are going to have 200 people singing on the choir, 200 people singing on the choir, and uh, it's, a, it's a big one. So uh, really, uh, some Christians, even some pastors also, uh, telling me, uh, you have taken risk, you know. I said, that's okay. Because it is better, it is better to go out and do something instead of keeping quiet. Yes, you know, if you just keep quiet, my, my policy is, if you just keep quiet and put a, a step back, they will push you back still. They will, they will not allow us to do anything. So I said, let me, let me come out and do this. And let me see. The, the head of the police department in our state is going to come and sit there in the meeting. He's a Muslim. He's a Muslim. He's, uh, his son is a very close friend of my son. So we have uh, requested him to come. He's the head of the, the entire police department in the state. So he's going to come. So you know, we are planning in a, in a different way so that uh, uh, the people won't come and disturb the meeting. Even if they try to disturb the meeting, I know that at least some people will hear the gospel. And I am planning to distribute thousand Bibles in these meetings. Thousand Bibles. I'm going to buy thousand Bibles. I've already uh, made a deal with the uh, printing um, publishers. I'm going to buy thousand Bibles. Each Bible is costing me five dollars. Five dollars each Bible. Going to buy thousand Bibles to distribute in this uh, uh, in this particular days. So, to especially to Hindus and Muslims, we are going to distribute them. So, these are some of the things. This is the main event that is going to come up this uh, uh, um, November 30th and December 1st. So, please remember your prayers about this also. Yes. So, about the ministry, about the orphanage ministry, and and all that. Let us turn our Bibles to the book of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 21. 1 Samuel chapter 21. Where we have a, a David, we all know David, my favorite character. Very interesting character. Great worshipper. You know, great worship. David loves to worship the Lord. David loves to worship the Lord yes. at any cost. You know, he's a great worshipper. This morning we have wonderful worship here. I enjoy the presence of God. Amen? The worship is the main thing in our lives. You know, as I was driving, all the way by driving, I was just listening to the GPS, but at the same time, I was just loudly worshipping the Lord. I was just praising and speaking in tongues and praising all the way. I had a wonderful time, two hours praising the Lord, worshipping the Lord. Amen? Maybe that's the reason I was uh, not able to drive very fast. <laughs> 
So we, we, as we, we all know that David was a, a great uh, uh, worshipper. When we come to the uh, 22nd chapter of uh, book of Samuel, I mean 1st Samuel, there we read, David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. So when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them, and there were about 400 men with him. David hiding in cave of Adullam. Cave of Adullam was one of the places where David was hiding for his life. When Saul was chasing him to kill, kill him, and we know the reason. When David killed Goliath the giant, and uh, the women in Israel, uh, they, they sang songs, you know, comparing David and uh, Saul. You know, it's very dangerous when we compare people, you know. You know what happens? Some people compare preachers. Oh, he's better preacher, better preacher than the other preacher. So, I don't know, here, but in India, when we invite different speakers to the <laughs> meetings, you know, people say he did a better job than him. You know, uh, so the women sang, uh, and said that David killed, uh, Saul killed thousands and David ten thousands, you know. So that brought uh, uh, envy or jealousy to Saul. So since from, from that day, he was trying to uh, kill David. He was trying to get rid of him, you know, because he thought David was a, a threat to him. He was threatening. That's what is happening today, back in India. You know, we are trying to do good to the community. We are helping the community. We are helping the HIV AIDS uh, people, diseased people, and uh, uh, lepers. We are helping the lepers. You know, we have a lepers colony where we support, where we help the lepers. And uh, we are trying to help the orphans and uh, uh, people who are drunkards. You know, uh, people who are on drugs. We are bringing them and uh, uh, we are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to them and we are saving their lives. But we are threat to the people, we are threat to the um, other religious people, you know. They are trying to get rid of us. They are trying to kill us. I remember the time when we were going to, uh, when we went to a, 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 a far off place, a jungle, and uh, we were returning from there, and, and uh, some terrorists with the rifles, you know, AK-47 rifles, they came and they stopped our car. That was during the night time. So these terrorists were hiding there, and they have their, their fingers on the tricks or trigger like this, you know. They asked us to open the glass, and we were sitting inside the car. In only a few, few seconds, just they can kill us. So they were asking, where did you go? What we have done? Uh, whom you know in this area? You know, they are, they are against the uh, ruling government, you know. So we had incidents like that. So we are many times threat, though we are doing good, though we are trying to uplift the community, 
though we are trying to help people who are in need and uh, we are threat to the people you know here david as we know the story he really helped the saul king saul he did what they could not do it. they could not do you know they could not kill goliath but david could do that he helped them but but the this giant the, the king saul was trying to kill him so he is running for his life he was running from place to place but god told him that he will become the next king but the truth of the matter was that he had to run for his life you know sometimes we hear some promises you know sometimes somebody will come and prophesy over us that you are going to be like this or like that and we think that maybe next week or next month or next year something will happen but that that day won't come we will be surprised you know god spoke to me god said he will do this to me and i will become a big preacher a big evangelist like this you know why am like this sometimes it won't happen so soon david but god's promise was there for him but he had to run for his life he was hiding out everywhere everywhere so as he was hiding from place to place once he went to uh, this this cave of adullam he was there very interesting very interesting place as uh, i i read somewhere very interesting place cave of adullam was in the wilderness of judah a big place inside where a thousand people can reside inside inside the cave and there was only one entrance to the cave only one entrance and uh, there was a rock in the cave as you enter into the cave on the on the right side there is a rock where all these people those who are in the cave they used to drink water from the rock and these are some of the things they found out so david and his men they were in this in this place and a historical event that david and his 400 men were there and later we read that there were 600 people uh, they became 600 all of them were with david living in the cave they were drinking the water from the rock and here now we understand all the people that came to david most of them most of them were in problems in different difficult situations in distress you know they could not many of them could not stay with their families they were in real trouble so with all kinds of problems and troubles they came to this adullam and the word says dear friends david became their leader david became their leader when i started when i planted the church in that uh, hyderabad east area the place is called malakpet uh, when i started we were four people only one couple me and my wife that was our church i remember preaching to only one man in the church in a sunday service on a sunday service 
I preached to only one man. That was the beginning of our church. And, uh, and gradually, slowly, some young people came. Because I, uh, I play uh, accordion. Uh, I have an accordion, I play that. So I used to sit there and just play the accordion. Some old traditional songs which people can, Christians can recognize, you know. So, so I used to play the songs and slowly some young people came. And some young people, 15, 20, uh, all of them were students, most of them were students. Because they, they, they were attracted to music and they started coming. And when I take offering, there was no offering at all. You can imagine that. You know, I have to live, no money. Because most of them are students, they don't have money, they are not earning. Uh, they, are, they are ready, if I, if I give them money, they were ready to take. No offering. I have to give offering to them. That was the situation. So that was my Abdullah. That was like Madhatullah. But people were coming, slowly students were coming, and some people were coming. And uh, uh, I was preaching to them. I was just doing some worship and preaching to them. And many of them who came, they are in problems. Some of them are in real problems, financial problems. You know, for young people in India, because there are so many young people here, in India, if you are a Christian, if you are Joshua, if you are Timothy, if you are John, you know, if your name is a Christian name, you will not get any scholarship from the government. You will not get jobs. You are on the priority list, on the last on the priority list. You know, when I, was, I, when I was admitting my kids into the school, the principal of the school advised me to change their names. Advise me, see your son is John, your daughter is Grace. These are Christian names. You better change these names, otherwise your kids will not get any, any benefit, any scholarship from the government. You know, she wanted to help me. She wanted to help me. Then I said, no way ma'am, I'm not going to change. No way, I'm not going to change their names. Then she thought I didn't understand the problem. <laughs> she thought I didn't understand the problem. She repeated again. She repeated and said, Madam, I understood. Thank you so much for your kind advice. But I understood the whole thing. But I am saying, I am a pastor. I preach Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I trust in Him. I trust in Jesus that He will take care of my children. I understood that the government of India will not give any scholarship to my kids. Even after finishing their education, they will not get jobs. I know that. I understood everything. But I am a servant of God. I believe in God. I tell people in my church to trust in God for their needs. I cannot change their names. So John is still John today. He is my associate pastor. You know, God is providing for him. Amen? And my daughter Grace, she serves on the Sunday school. She teaches for kids. And my son-in-law, my son-in-law is one of, one of the uh, deacons in the church. And my daughter-in-law is also a preacher. See, I, on, on many years back, I told the uh, school principal that God will take care of my kids. 
don't worry, thank you for advising. But I am not going to change their names for to take the benefits from the government. I don't need it. I never took any benefits. I never had anything like that. So what happens consequently, many young people are in trouble. Many young people, those who are having the name of Joseph, name of the uh, Ernest, and things like this, the names, those who are having Christian names, or even on their certificate, it, 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 it doesn't say they are Christians. If, if Christian name is not there, it doesn't say they are Christians. So they get, they get everything from the government. Because we don't take, we don't want to change their names, they will suffer. We have to suffer. We have to face a, a, a situation, financial problems. So many of the people face that problem just for standing for Jesus. And many Christian families, many Christian families, they lose so many benefits from the government. But still I praise God. I praise God there are so many who are so faithful and committed Christians. Amen? In spite of all the problems, in spite of the persecution. I used to think sometimes when I started the church, I used to think, why, why everybody who is in problem coming to my church? Why, why everyone who is in financial crisis coming to my church? <laughs> yeah. So I used to wonder about that. So those uh, young people who came to my church once as students, they grew up, they got married, they have kids, and now those their kids, they are the worshippers in the church. They are the music, they are the musicians in the church. You know, the third generation. The third generation, if I see on my platform, I see all the singers and musicians, everyone is born in, in my church. Yes. Amen? That's the product of our product of our church. So I thank God for that. So when David was in the cave of Abdullah, people came with many, many problems. A church is like that. The church is a praise God. If you get good money, if you, if you have money to spend for the different needs, different uh, uh, what are the needs we have in the church, wonderful and that's praise God. But many people, every people come with every kind of problem. So I thought, I think that in the cave of Adullah, the Lord brought many people who are in problems, just like-minded people like David. All of them came. David knew the secret how to get rid of the problem. He was a worshiper. He was a, 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 a prayer warrior. He used to pray. He used to worship. And when these people came, and the 400 men came into the cave of Adullah, you know, I guess that David started teaching them how to worship the Lord. Teaching them how to worship God. Maybe how to play music. Or how to, you know, please God. So, after some time, we read in the book, in the 25th chapter, we read that, after some time, all these people who came into this cave of Adullam, all these people, they became so bold, became warriors, yes. and they are fighters. Every one of them became uh, 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 another David. You know? Many of them. In the Bible it is written, for the sake of time, I'm not reading. In the Bible it is, it is written that there were uh, uh, 30 leaders among them. David made them leaders. And out of them, 
there were three leaders, for the main leaders, they were with David. You know, they were uh, real fighters. They used to kill people like David. And at a time, 100 people, 300 people, like that they used to kill. Once when they, when they came into Abdullah, they were so fearful. When they came into Abdullah, this is my, the crux of my message. When they came into the cave, they were so fearful. They were so bashful. You know, they don't know their future. They were hopeless. They had no hope. Some of them thought that was the end of their chapter. Maybe they would die in the, in the, in the cave. They all came to David. Even King Saul questioned them. King Saul came to know that there are so many people coming to David. And he was questioning and he was saying, Why are you going to David? What did, what did he give to you? He doesn't have anything to give to you. Instead of coming to me, why are you going to David? Yeah, that's really a, a question there. It is true. If you go to a man who doesn't have anything, even he's running for his life. What can he give? It is true. I think humanly speaking, it is true. But all the people, they were searching for David, you know. If there is a good worship, if there is a good word, you know, and people come to know there is blessing in the church, when people come to know that uh, the word is so powerful in the church, and people come to know that the worship is so strong, worship is so wonderful, that we can really feel the presence of God, and we will be healed in the presence of God, people will be saved, you know, people will run to the church. Amen? Amen? People will run to the church. People will run to the pastor. Then someone told me, our pastor Josh, oh, he has a nice church now. You know, like this and like that. You know, I was so excited. Because to hear someone whom I know very well, and uh, is very fruitful in the ministry, very successful in the ministry. You know, there is, there is some secret in that. The secret about David, all of us know that. The secret was, from his childhood, he started worshipping the Lord. Amen? He started worshipping the Lord. He started praying. He started fighting with the enemy with so much of boldness. He had confidence in his God. Amen? David had confidence in his God, even from his childhood. He killed the lion. He killed the giant. He had a, a confidence in God. He had the Spirit of God in him. Amen? The secret was the Spirit of God in him. We know that at one point, the Spirit of the Lord left King Saul. An evil spirit entered him. But David, having the spirit of God, maybe he doesn't have anything to give to people, any, any material things. But he had the spirit of God. He was led by the spirit. David was called a man after God's own heart. Amen? Man after God's own heart. In other words, the, uh, the Lord says that I found a man. I found a man that was David. God is looking for two worshippers, dear friends. A two worshippers. Yes. 
who love to worship God, who surrender themselves to God. So David was like that. So David, when he was running for his life, and people started searching for him. That is how people came in, in my church. You know, I didn't have anything to give to them. And people were coming. One after another they were coming. My church is not a branded church. I mean branded means, you know, uh, they said that if it's a, a denominational church like a Baptist church or Methodist church, you know, a Salvation Army church, like a, if it has a brand, people will say, oh, where is my Baptist church? Where is my Methodist church? You know, they will run to that church. But this is rock church. The, 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 the rock church doesn't have any background. You know, somebody asked me, what is your background? I was thinking, what is my background? I don't have any background. I said, I don't have any background. I have only front ground. Right. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I have only front ground, no background. Who was your father? My father was an atheist. He now believed God. That was my background. <laughs> he was an atheist. My father was an atheist. But I believe God and I preach gospel. So I don't have a background. I don't have no, no one in my background to, uh, who supported me and like that. So now people were coming to him because he had the spirit of God in him. David taught them the word. David taught them how to worship God, how to pray to God, how to surrender themselves to God. You know, how they will become strong in God. That is what we need. When we come to church, when we come to the presence of God, we are coming for that, dear friends. It is not just to warm up the pews, you know. It's not that. That's because, because we are Christians every Sunday we must go to church. Some people think back in India, some people think it's because, because I'm a Christian every Sunday I must go to church. So what, what happens when you go to church? You know, you should become a good worshiper. You should be willing to receive from God. Amen. See, all these people, 400 men came to David, they were willing to receive what David was trying to tell them. They were obedient to the leader. Amen? They were obedient to the leader. They were obedient to the word of God. So God has really strengthened them. The Lord has strengthened them. He gave them boldness. Boldness to go out of the... Uh, and fight with the enemy and they, are, they all became successful in their career Amen They were in the cave of Atullah along with David Fellowshiping with David You know if you want to become a, a spirit a, a spiritual man a strong man in the Lord strong man in the faith you should hang around the strong people in the faith. You know, I love, even to, the, to this day, you know, I have some, I have some great heroes in faith. I talk to them. I take counsel from them. I take instruction from them. You know, even there, if there is no, if there is no need and if there is no reason, I just call them and talk to them. So that I receive, I receive some instruction. It is very important. We all come to, for Sunday service, it's good. Maybe you come to different other services, that's also good. But as much as possible, 
we must try, try to take something in. So we will, be, we will be strong and then we can give something out, you know. We should receive something from the elders or the people who are anointed of God. So David was anointed of God, the spiritual man. And these people came and they were all drinking from the rock that was in the cave. That's one of the secrets there. They were all drinking from the same rock that was in the cave. Every one of them. And in the in, in, uh, one of the verses it is written in the Bible that all these men, all these leaders, they were going out and coming in. They were going out and coming in. They are coming in and taking instruction from David and drinking water from the rock. And they were, you know, uh, they were moving out. And every time they go out, they become big leaders. Yesterday I was talking to a pastor here in Greensboro, no, baby first. I was talking to him. He was saying, uh, he was sharing what's happening in his church. He was saying that uh, we have a different uh, groups or cell groups like that. And uh, uh, I recently I cancelled all that, you know, because some people are not obedient, some leaders are not obedient, you know, they are they were trying to make themselves leaders and they were not coming back again. You know, they are just splitting the people and you know, you know what happens. So he was sharing with me. I said, it's true, it's everywhere, it's the same thing. People do like that. But here we see these people whom David trained, all the people that were with David, they were going out and they were taking the instruction. They were, they, were, they were being equipped here in the cave. They were going out and fighting with the enemy and they were coming back. In one of the verses that he said, it says that they were coming back to the rock of David. In the cave of Adullah. They were coming back to the rock of David. The rock of David. Many times in the Psalms, David was speaking about the rock. In the first Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 it says, The rock is Christ himself. Amen. The Christ himself. He was manifested, manifested in many places in the Old Testament. When the children of Israel needed the water, they didn't, and they didn't have water to drink. And Moses spoke to the rock. And there was water. You know, the rock was following them. The rock was following them all the way. Jesus Christ himself is the rock. There's a beautiful song. I used to hear long back. I don't know if they're singing in the churches. On Christ the solid rock. Yes. I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. You know, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. On Christ solid rock. People, Christians, God's people must stand on the rock. Yes. A, a firm faith. Yes. We should not be moved. There are some people who just move always. You know, they are wearing always. They have no stability. You know, they have no stability. They can't really stay in one place and learn the word and become strong in the Lord. They just move. Yesterday I was talking to a young man 
He says, almost every month he, he changed his job. You know, he can't work in one place. There are some people that are not, that are not stable. But we have to really understand that, dear people. We have to understand that. Because they were with David on the rock. They were drinking from the rock. They were coming back to the rock of David. Jesus said, Whoever believes the word that I spoke, whoever takes this word and build his life, he is like a man built his house on the rock. You know, we should be built on the rock, Jesus. Stand firm and become very strong in the Lord. That is the, that's very, very important. When persecution comes, you know, here, um, in one way, in one way you are really a blessed people here. You know, many people don't know what I say when I say something about India. Some people don't understand at all. They can't really imagine it. That people sleep on the streets. You know, if you go to Calcutta, big cities like, you will see many, many people just sleep on the footpath during the night time, the cold, like that. Some people don't understand. You know, many, so many people uh, face many problems. You don't understand. Because the God's grace in so many ways, uh, you are so blessed here. God has given more, I mean, more facilities here. But you need to really understand that when we are strong in the Lord, we will be able to help others. We will be able to help others, you know. It is not that to be self-sufficient. Maybe you are self-sufficient. You are, you are provided with everything, but you can provide other, other ten people. You will be willing and you will be able to support some other people. Those who are unfortunate people, you know. That's very important. And David was supporting all these people and uh, uh, the secret was the rock. They were on the, on the rock Jesus. They were drinking. They were standing. They are building themselves up. Yes. Nothing is impossible with God. Okay. Amen. Nothing is impossible. I can say my testimony, my life. You know, I was an orphan. My, my, my father died when I was five years old. When I was five years, my father died. My mom had nothing, literally. She didn't have a house to live. We were ten children. I am number nine. We were ten children. My mom has nothing in those days. And in India, in that situation, in India, we will become beggars on the streets. We, we must have seen many beggars in India. You know, I should have become a beggar on the street in India. If it's not with God. It is because my, my mom served God. My father later, later days he, he accepted Christ, he became Christian. They served God. And uh, uh, because of their faithfulness, today I am here. A boy like me, an orphan boy like me, in India, he will become a better. He will have no support at all. But God has a plan for my life. God has a plan that I should go and preach the gospel. To many people, many people all over. There will not be a day in my life, right now in India, that I don't preach gospel 
at least a few people. Every day, even if I don't have a prayer meeting, I'll stop somewhere, I'll talk to somebody about Jesus. That's my passion. That's my passion, dear friends. My passion is, so many of our people, they're literally dying without Christ. They're dying without Christ. We should become like David, you know. How David prayed so many people, though he was going through problems, though he was hiding for his life, he himself was in problem. But he was able to have 600 people. Can you imagine that? He himself was in problem, he was hiding for his life, but he, he had 600 people to become warriors like him. Each one became a warrior. And like that, all, all of us, as Christians, when you have tasted the Spirit of God, as you, as you are a, a committed Christian, you should be able to train many people like David, you know. When you know people, they have no way. People scatter like a sheep without shepherd. You should, we should find them out. That's what I do back in India. That's what we are trying to do. Because as the opposition is growing, as the, there are so many attacks happening on the churches and Christians, you know, I am encouraging many young pastors. I'm encouraging many young pastors. I have at least 52 young pastors whom I gather every month. I talk to them. I provoke them. You know, I provoke them. I give them, I give them some, some, some ideas. You know, how, how they should preach the gospel. In this situation, in today's situation. So that is how, that's my passion. I can't, I can't, I'm telling you the fact before you. I can't really sleep without telling somebody about Jesus. Because I'm always aware of the fact that somebody in one second there are many people going into the eternal fire. I had a dream. The Lord gave me a dream. In the dream I see people going into the hell. Hundreds and thousands of people just they were going into the hell. The Lord said if you don't talk to them, if you don't bring them back, if you don't preach the gospel to them, and who will? How they will escape this eternal hell? You know, even here, around so many people, we have to have that passion. Dear friends, I have that passion. I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best to do that. So David, like in Abdullah, as he encouraged people, all those who are in problems, in distress, he made them, he made them heroes, he made them warriors. So let us have the passion, let us have the target that we need, we need to help the community, we need to uh, uh, attract so many people and make them like we are today, worshippers, like David did. And this morning, I encourage every one of you, I encourage every one of you in this church, and this is my prayer for this church this morning that God would, you know, provoke each one of you to, to, to encourage others yeah. even to follow Christ, even to become good worshippers, even to make them uh, people like who help so many people. May God make every one of us in the leadership of the church, every one of you, yeah. 
Even we have more passion than what we have today. More passion for, for souls. More passion to help people. And may the Lord help you and uh, keep every one of you in his safe wings, under his safe wings and help you to do more ministry for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us all bow our heads in prayer. Dear friends, whatever I have shared this morning from the bottom of my heart, hope you will understand what I am trying to do, what I am trying to say. As God's people, though we live in different places, different countries, but we also live the same God, same Lord. He is asking each one of us, first of all, to build your life on the Christ, the wrong Christ. And then he is asking that we need to help people like David did. Bring people to the church, bring people to the cave of Adullah so that they will taste the power of God they will be healed they will be saved a gracious father, loving father we thank you Lord, thank you for this day Lord, thank you for this church Lord thank you for this service Lord thank you for everyone who is worshipping in this sanctuary Lord I pray for every one of them their families, Lord Jesus make them more bold make them more uh, uh, Lord, in inspiration to others, Lord. Touch every one of them, Lord Jesus. Like David had the Spirit of God in him. Every one of us have the Spirit of God so that people outside the church can see our lives, read our lives and come and be attracted to the Lord Jesus to worship Him, Lord. Lord, as we see the world today, we understand that we are living in the last days. Lord Jesus, I pray that as you have brought me today to this church, Lord, you have uh, inspired my brother to invite me here, Lord, to address this group of people. As they are serving you, Lord, as they are living for you, Lord, give them your spirit, give them your understanding, give them your wisdom, Protect their lives, Lord. Provide for them, Lord. Provide every need, O oh Jesus. Lord, I pray that bless Pastor and his dear family and everyone who is serving in, in this church and through this church. In Jesus' wonderful name I pray. Amen.